0: Hello! Hello! My name is Emily and this is my niece. I'm Carissa. And welcome to our podcast From Hesitant to Hope.
1: This is a place to grow closer to God and find true hope in God for ourselves and for other people. Which is easier sometimes, honestly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And these are just kind of conversations that we would typically already have and we just kind of wanted to give whoever wants to an opportunity to listen in on them. So, yeah, welcome to our little mess. That's sometimes, our lives. yeah. <laughs> sometimes we feel super prepared. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes and one does all and sometimes the time. The other does. Yeah, all the time. We're just like, all right, let's just go for it and do it. So here we are. Um, yeah. We are going to be talking about being grounded and growing this week. And um, yeah, do you want to start us off, Krista?
1: Um, sure. So going back to my other notes um the first that we're going to just kind of open with to get an idea is ephesians 4:14 4, through 16 and it says then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming instead speaking the truth in love we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ, from him the whole body, joined and held together by supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Yeah, so that's... All of that, (laughs) basically say, is that just like humans, like real physical humans, there are baby Christians, right? And those baby Christians will grow up and And become a a part of the body of christ which is just the community
0: of people that work together to
1: show his love at least that's the way i understand it
0: yeah and i think too it's saying like as christians we are called to grow and then we're called to hold our own weight so that we are a part of what is building the the community up in love like humanity up in love through jesus
1: yeah. And if every single person who who's claimed Christianity did this truly, I think the world would be better off than where it is now because it, it, it's not an easy thing to do.
0: Right. It really Yeah. Is. We're we're called to love each other and I mean right now, like that's the bottom line, you know. Yeah. And right right now in our world we're not doing a great job at that. But that's like the the groundwork. That's the foundation. Like Right. The growth, the growth can only come when you're doing that groundwork when you're when you're properly um, aligning your your foundation. yeah So yeah, I, I thought of um, just before we started recording, I thought of a quote that my dad always says. He's always like, um, it's not his quote, <laughs> but he always says it. He's always like, "When's the best time to plant a tree, Emily?" And I'm like, y- you know. I know, Dad, because you've told me <laughs> a <laughs> lot of times. But then he's like, "The best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago. The second best time is now." Oh, yeah, and that's just like we we are where we are right now. We have to accept where we are right now, whether that is you know us growing immensely in the past several years or not. And the only yeah. thing we can now do is move forward. And so, if you know, if you don't feel grounded, if you don't feel like your foundation is what it should be now's the time like it's now's the yeah. second best time you could possibly plant your tree so you might as well start somewhere you know
1: yeah well you might as well start now because it it's not going to fix itself right it's not going to just plant because you threw some seeds on the ground yeah especially if you didn't even throw any seeds on the ground there's just not <laughs> to be a random tree this is not animal crossing
0: <laughs> it is not no. yes <laughs> um the other verse that we wanted to um start out with is second timothy four two through five and uh it says i i like this one because well i like and dislike it because this is just very true i feel like in today's like convicting world or... um just uh, i like just it in the sense it. that it it's applicable okay. and i i think I mean, it should be convicting for Christians for sure. Um, it says, Preach the word and be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. And I think that a lot of people today, a lot of, you know, people who claim to be Christians today are just living life in their own way making the bible say what it wants to say Mm. um hearing what they want to hear you know seeing what they want to see and it's not yeah it's not living in alignment to what we're called to do and that's why i was saying like i like the verse because it's good and true but i don't like it because it's so true
1: yeah
0: what's happening you know
1: it's not necessarily new information either no pharisees were not doing what they were supposed to be doing even though right they shifted the word of god to you know like to suit their own needs to so that they right. have power
0: yeah and it, i was just saying like in my small perspective this oh, is the most sure. this is the most prominent i've ever seen it oh yeah yeah absolutely especially in the past
1: couple of years it's just mm-hmm. been heavy
0: <laughs> yeah there's just a lot and um yeah I think for for those of us who I mean yeah, for people who want to follow Jesus, we need to be paying close attention to to verses like these and making sure that we're living in alignment and oh. not not allowing our minds to be you know yeah shifted by opinions, yeah, that's
1: I guess. true <laughs> good um. So the first question that I have is, what is being grounded to you? Like, what does that mean? And why do you think it's important?
0: Uh, This word to me just has kind of like a weird, like it gives me a weird feeling. I don't know. I think that growing up, I... I had a whole lot of sleepovers, right? I was, like, (laughs) almost never at home. Like, I was at your house. I was at my aunt's house. I was, like, at friends' houses. um, So I was always having sleepover. Or I I grew up competing in dance. So I was always at weekend dance competitions. You were always
1: doing something.
0: I was always doing something. And so I'd, like, live out of a hotel for five days or, like, do whatever. And so being grounded wasn't, like, I I wasn't able to fully understand it because I was just always going and like going going all the time is what felt home like home to me right um and I still have that kind of weird thing where like whenever something you know goes astray my first thought is like I'm out (laughs) I should I should go right like oh this job is horrible today I should go and like or this you know this whatever isn't working out I I go that's like that's what I do and and then sometimes it's running and other times it's just like I feel I've been here too long yeah and then like I'm going Mm. back back home and back home for me is what's comfortable and what's comfortable is going and so there's been this like Discomfort in the past like year and a half of like really looking into all that deeper Mm -hmm. and um, trying to be grounded, grounded in Jesus, of course, yes. But also for me personally, like grounded in living in a specific place, grounded in trying to find community in a specific place, grounded in being okay with like planting roots and um, like building somewhere and not thinking like, not always thinking like, okay this is fine for this year, but next year I'll, I'll start new wherever. So that's, that was like a personal side note. But, um, so being grounded to me right now means staying. Um, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean staying where I'm living for my entire life, but just staying until I feel like God is so clear of like, this is oh, where uh-oh. you want to be Yeah. Or, or not not want to be this is where you need to be now you know um, just being like faithful in in being where i am and being present where i am so that's like um being grounded to me in that way and then being grounded spiritually is being in the word like knowing that my my um uh, Every good thing is going to come from God, obviously. So, yeah. when my thoughts are going astray, or when when anything is is not going how I think it is, or even when it is going how I think it is, I need to be grounded <laughs> by um, by being in the Word, by truth. That's yeah. yeah, and yeah, surrounding myself with truth, filling myself with truth, um, and it's it's a, to answer the second part of that question. It's important because being grounded is the only way to grow.
1: Yeah. That's good. I I like it. <laughs>
0: um, How about for you.
1: I took it in a completely different direction.
0: Let's go. I love
1: this. <laughs> um, so I tried to explain it without using the word grounded, right? Okay. Um, and I am somebody who's had a fairly consistent childhood. I knew like I always went to the same school. I and I had a routine.
0: <laughs> right. Um,
1: but grounded to me is asking, like, what your foundation is or what your default is. Oh, that's good. Does that make sense? Because I think that, like, every single human being has something that they just default back to mm-hmm. when something gets hard. Like, your default is, I'm, let's go on a trip.
0: <laughs> right. You know,
1: life is going crazy a little bit. I want to, let's go to the beach.
0: Uh-huh. You know?
1: um and I, I think it's important because you're you're going to naturally go go back to whatever your default is and if you're doing all this work to turn yourself into a person that god wants you to be or that a person that you like more than you did 3 days ago you need to know what your default is you need to know Mm. what your foundation is in order to not go back to that and in order to understand what it is in order to change it right does that make sense
0: that's really good
1: yeah um because so in interpersonal communication there's this thing between conscious behavior and unconscious behavior and there's different levels of that so there's like unconscious behavior unconscious behavior of say you're learning a language right and you just you you want to learn the language, but you genuinely don't understand because you haven't really started yet, and you're unconsciously unconsciously that's a hard word for me right now, <sighs> um, like listening to the like your ears trying to pick up those things, but you don't realize you're doing it. Mm-hmm. That happens especially like with children; they unconsciously learn. Um, whereas you sometimes you are conscious of learning the language and then sometimes and then once you like are fluent in the language or fluent enough you can unconsciously have a conversation or throw a football it's like that muscle memory type of thing um i, I want to get to the point where mm. i'm unconsciously leaning toward god totally where it's just natural and normal that that's my default default. yeah right yeah um so in comms we are taught not to completely change what our default is but to recognize what it is so that we could be more effective um communicators and i think it is possible to change your like your default mode (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's impossible to change your history it's impossible to change what you've been through, and that is how you get your default mode. That is how you get your foundation is through life. Um. Yeah, I, my notes say baby Christians are a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. <laughs> um. I
0: think it's more for growth, so
1: I can come back to that.
0: But um, yes, I had a couple thoughts while you Go. were talking. One that was like a psychologist answer I feel like um of just like no it's it's fine um but that was really good for me to hear so thank you as I said I want to be like you when I grow up um (laughs) but then also I thought about when you were talking about default I think about like myself going back to my parents house and Mm -hmm. I don't know if this happens for you um when you go back to your mom's but literally like my dishes stay in the sink in fact I was literally there last night and I forgot to wash my oatmeal pot I'm sorry to those people my mom isn't even home so now my my sister has to do it Um, (laughs) anyway um but your mom's at my house she is (laughs) but I default to like how i was when i was like a teenager of like just leaving stuff around and like yes. things are wherever and all the stuff which i'm not like that as a roommate but i'm like that at my my home that i grew up in yeah. so i thought about that which I, which I just thought was like a funny um thing that had to do with oh, what you're saying but i then... totally
1: feel it um oh yeah i i think it's really strange to be like in two places at once you know uh-huh. Where you have your feet in both of these kind of identities as an adult but also you're always a kid because you're You're always someone's kid kid. yeah right yeah so I feel yeah
0: and then the other thing was um I oh regarding default as well I was talking to a friend um via like dms the other day and she she asked me a question and my answer was this and I I think that it kind of goes back to what you were talking about i said i feel like i'm realizing and processing a lot like i go through these seasons of so much growth and then i find myself back at square one sometimes but if square one is back to jesus and that's what brings things around full circle then i guess i'm willing to be here infinitely
1: Mm. and that's
0: just saying like if Jesus is the default, if that's what I go back to, then that's okay. And I'm willing to start at square one again and yeah. remind myself of the growth that's happening and the growth will come. Yeah. And I think it's also like, uh, like for
1: dance, I know you don't, didn't really stop dancing, but there was a point where you couldn't do all the things you could do, but your body knew them when you could go back to them.
0: That's true. Yeah. You know?
1: So if your default is God, and you're like, oh man, God, I'm, I'm in the, i I feel like a baby Christian. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm just starting out again. And then you realize, oh, I'm not just starting out. I do know those verses because I, I've learned them. Right. They just haven't been the focus.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, I think Christian. too, like, there's a, there's a, um, I don't know the right word, but like, a, a baby Christian has a negative connotation, but at the same time we are called to come to the Lord as children. And so it's it also has kind of like a positive spin on it sometimes, or it can, not to say that if you've been a Christian for 20 years, you should still be a baby Christian, but there's that idea that like we should have childlike faith. Um, Okay. So that reminds me of um, the man on the cross that um, was next to Jesus. Do you have that verse? I'm looking for it. Keep talking. Okay yeah. so basically it was um the one who was like asking for forgiveness and and Jesus said something along the lines of you're going to be with me in paradise tomorrow or something along those lines right and um with that it's it's never anything that we have done it's always what god has done and you think of that man getting to heaven the next day and you know being questioned of like hey like did did you know Jesus? Did you know God? And mm. he's like, well, I mean, I just I asked for forgiveness, and then um, and then him saying something like, the man on the middle cross said, I can come, and so oh, that's cool. It's it's not um, it's not always about like being a grown up Christian. It's about no, know- not. knowing like knowing where. Knowing the root of your salvation, which is Jesus, it's never us. Yeah. That's where I was going with I found with that. those verses. Okay. Luke 23. Um, I'm going to go with
1: 38 through 43. Okay. 38 says, There was a written notice above him which reads, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for what we, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's just so good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't really know how I got on that little tangent, but basically just to say like. It's not us, after all. We can do all that we can do, but but all that we do is never enough to to be to be able to say that like what we did got us to where we are. You know? What oh I'm yeah, saying?
1: you see it time and time again, and I think it came from baby Christians because baby Christians does have a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with baby Christians. Baby Christians, like young Christians, new Christians, have some of the strongest fire in them that I've ever seen. Right. Um, which dulls over time, which just I think is how life is, you know. Um, but, but I think it's really cool that like time and time s- again we see Jesus so calmly, so carefully saying, because of your faith, you are you are mine,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: because of nothing that you've done, you are mine, just because I love you. Because that guy goes, remember me when you get to heaven. Yeah. Jesus is like, I, you will be in paradise because you believe in me, because you, you know me. (laughs) Even though you don't actually know know me, you knew of me and you believed in the fact that I could do these things.
0: Yeah. You had enough faith in that. You had faith in that moment. Like (laughs) at that, at that point, nothing in, nothing in that guy's past mattered more than Jesus' forgiveness for him. Right. So Uh, it's
1: really just, beautiful honestly
0: yeah at that same um sermon where i was reminded of that they were talking about like um how you know we could all get together thousands of people could get together and we could do a ton of really cool really awesome things for each other for others for for you know just a bunch of good deeds and whatever but we can all do these things and not even one of us with those good works would be able to get into the kingdom of God, because not even like the the good of thousands of people doesn't take away the sin of one person. Right, which is just like a crazy thought, but just true, and has that's nothing true. or not much to do with that question. So well, that's okay. <laughs> Here we are. What
1: are some ways that you stay grounded, grounded in faith, grounded? Physically, I don't know,
0: grounded. Yeah, you can go first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so I say physically grounded, I've started working out more consistently. Okay. Um which I think is important. It helps me be focused, I think, during the day. Mm-hmm. At least from what I've experienced. Um, but like spiritually grounded. It's hard, but it's good. Uh, reading the Bible is super important, which it's just this, like, outline that we have. This guidebook, <laughs> if you will, to life. Mm-hmm. Even though it can be hard to understand sometimes. Yeah. Um, prayer. Having somebody be hold you accountable, I think... It's good. I don't like it. It's uncomfy, but yeah, I think it's good. I think it it's important because they can go, dude. What are you doing? This is not what God called you to do. This is not who you are as a human. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I, I don't know. Like I mean, they're very simple things. But there are things that we don't do very well, and by we, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, for me, late, I'm gonna, I'm going to speak of lately how I stay grounded, and by lately, I mean in the past week. Oh, um, also,
1: memorizing memorizing the Bible is good because it keeps voices in your noggin.
0: I was literally just going to say that. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, you're good. Um, yeah. So. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, my best friend's mom, who passed away last year, challenged my best friend and I to memorize Timothy? the book of Titus. 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 It's only three chapters. Like, it's not like it's that much. It's literally like a page and a quarter of the Bible, basically. Yeah. Um, but I have started doing that this week. So um, I hate to admit it, but I've only memorized Titus 1-1. But I have it all written down. I'm going to make a rap out of it. So it's great. Um, (laughs) Don't ask me to recite it yet. Uh, I will. But it'll happen eventually.
1: Also, I should start trying to memorize Titus.
0: Yeah. Yes. Do it with us. Anyone can do it with us. This is a challenge for the pod now. Everybody needs to memorize times. As a collective. As a collective. Um, so yeah, memorizing scripture is super important. Um, so the part that I memorized right now is Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. That's all I have so far. But that one verse continues to go through my head day and night now. And that's what we want. We want... Scripture to be what is overtaking our thoughts and not like our current, you know, whatever we're going through.
1: Meditating, that is what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, first, like, I never really understood it. And then I had this like epiphany moment a couple years back. I'm like, oh, this verse that keeps going through my head, I'm meditating on it. I'm thinking about it. Exactly. That's what it
0: means. Yeah. (laughs) So like with the, with, um, these Titus verses, I'm trying to memorize one through four right now. That's just, you know, Mm. keep it simple. One, one through four. And so I've written them down. Like I've written them down twice now. I have like, I'll listen to them, you know, in my headphones and, um, at work and as I'm folding laundry and like listen to them at all these different times. And so that's just like a way lately that I've been staying grounded in scripture, Mm. um, Two, I was stuck on judges forever. Like I don't like. I'm trying to read through the Bible in a year, and and it's not gonna be a year. It's gonna <laughs> be longer, and that's okay, um, because finishing is what's important. We don't need to finish the race first, like we said last year, last year, last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Heavens. last time. Um, last time. Um. So anyway, feels oh, like a where year. Where's it going? It. Fe- <laughs> it does it literally does um, <laughs> you're going to finish the bible in a year not in a year but yeah so it's not going to be in a year it's going to be probably in like a year and a half two years but anyway i was stuck on the in, in the book of judges for so long just because like there was, I, I wasn't like grasped into it and like really Understanding what was being, you know, what I was reading or listening to or whatever, and um, I finally I'm finally through the Book of Judges. I'm very happy, um, but this is like kind of goes back to what you were saying of like understanding the Bible. Um, I am trying to do that more, um, and and being grounded in like the understanding of the full story of the Bible and how mm-hmm. like how it really is a narrative, and how um, like. For me, it used to be, like, really difficult to read the Old Testament in general just because it seemed boring and long and historic and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But really, like, that's the beginning of the story. And it's really important because you can see Jesus throughout the Old Testament. Um, oh, yeah. And so I think that – and obviously, like, the Old Testament points to the New Testament in every way, like, with the prophecies and, with like, with everything that happens, it is setting the stage for – jesus to come and save humanity Um, so anyway to all of that that's that's like a way that i've been staying grounded lately it's just like really being in scripture um, memorizing scripture i have a psalms coloring book i've been doing that a lot this week Um, so just just things like that really just being in the word and um yeah that's that's pretty much what i've been doing lately i really yeah. need to be better with prayer i've noticed though that during worship like singing worship at church is like mm-hmm. it's like the time where i feel the the most prayerful like i will pray for like anything and everything and everyone and anyone while i'm doing like while i'm singing yeah praises to the lord which is interesting so maybe i just need to like play some worship music in the background and go for a good old prayer in my bedroom these days like yeah just get it started you know i do
1: that's how i think worship is like my easiest method to reach god
0: or to feel closer yeah because yeah he's always there it's It's just noticing noticing his presence
1: and it's it's somewhere where I intentionally invite the Holy Spirit into my life
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because it's, it's a habit, right? And I think that's also something that I should have mentioned with staying grounded is, like, what are the habits that you've had to stay grounded? Because one of them for me is I literally would go, oh, dear Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, enter into this place come into my heart, come into my mind. And if it's with a group of people, come into this congregation, come into these, you know,
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: help us be more aware of your presence. Help us under, like, open our hearts to what you're telling us. Like, you know, all the things. Right. Um, and I typically only do that during worship. But I've, not recently, because I've been listening to an audiobook, but <laughs> usually um turn on like christian music in my car when i'm driving and i drive quite a bit because i go back and forth
0: but yeah yeah but i think for us or at least i could say for me but i think for you too is like we we find ourselves a lot more connected to the lord through singing worship but we need to be like uh like continuing to speak truth over ourselves that like worship is is also a way of life, and like that way of life is oh, taken absolutely. taken yes. out of the context of music and into into everything that we do. Yeah, that should be glorifying and worshiping more. Um, <laughs> so I think, at least for me, that it's hard to see growth happening sometimes. Like as it's happening, um, I mean, you could probably feel the growing pains from it, but you probably don't see the fruit as it's happening. Um, so let's let's just talk long term a little bit how or where have you seen yourself grow personally over the past I said five to ten years but over the past like few years like how have you seen yourself um grow personally um
1: so I read this question and panicked because 10 years ago (laughs) I was 12 and a lot was going on when I was 12 um that's the year that like everybody passed away and my family got in- my family my parents got engaged and no they got m- married
0: when you were yeah 12? they got married
1: in 2012
0: right i don't know i don't feel like you were because it was twelve when they got married but maybe you were
1: oh they got married in 2012 i wasn't 12 okay. <laughs> um <laughs> i was 12 10 years ago though and True. that's when everybody died. They got engaged. Um, like I had my first surgery on my knee that year. Like it was just a crazy, crazy year.
0: Hmm.
1: And for, like just thinking back to that, I have grown so much. Like physically grown, I got a little taller. Not ton- not tons, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. But just as a, a human, I've come into my personality. I've grown stronger in Christ. I've been more consistent in reading my Bible and, and praying and, like, making God the center of my life rather mm. than that dude that's there. Um, I, there's just so many things. Yeah. That I, I don't even know how to begin to focus it.
0: Um. Yeah. So the past 10 years. So, uh, I was 16, 10 years ago. I had a bunko birthday party at 16 because that I was quirky. Um, I am, I dig it. That hasn't changed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so a lot, like there's been a a lot that a lot of growth that has happened. Mm I, I think the, a prominent thing that comes up is going to camp, like we talked about. Um, I moved there when I was 16 and nope, I was 18. I moved there when I was 16. (laughs) You did. (laughs) I moved there when I was 18. And yes, I kind of felt like, you know, the Lord was like, yes, this is what you need to be doing. But I wasn't um, living an intentional enough relationship with the Lord to really like feel that clarity. Mm. And then to like, if we're being honest, like I was following a friend. And so I did (laughs) that. Um, But then that friend ended up leaving halfway through the internship. And that was like, that's a prominent thing that comes to mind of like, I talked to my mentor at the camp, and I was like, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. And uh, my mentor was like, well, you have to decide for you what, what is best for you and what you feel like God is calling you to, not what you feel like God is calling that friend to. Like that's, that's two different things, you know? And so that was like my first, um, like tangible thing that I can remember of choosing God and his will for me over choosing what my friends thought was best for me. Um, -hmm. and that started like, and I think as a kid, I had a strong faith in the Lord. And as a teenager, it kind of, faded a little bit but it was still there i never didn't believe in jesus you know but then um that was kind of my time of like oh no like i'm i'm actually gonna do this like i'm actually gonna give my life to the lord and not give it to people who also say they're giving their life to the lord but right it's kind of you know shifty faith in this and that like i'm gonna live for jesus and so um that was like the intention that i set when i was 18 and I think from then, I've just grown a lot in um, in my faith and in, in the ability to be grounded and not feel like I have to go, go, go. Um, yeah. And just, like, in my relationships with other people, like, I have really solid Christ-centered friendships now, and, like, that's not something that I could say were really prominent throughout my life. Um, so, yeah, I think in those ways. And then just... Just being able to see things for what they are. I, I think that I was um, positive to a fault for a long mm-hmm. time. And um, I very much saw everything with rose-colored glasses. And everything was beautiful and perfect. And um, it was all always going to be okay. And that's just not always true. Um, yeah. So I, I think I'm a lot more realistic now. But realistic with the eyes of like... It's okay if it's not always true because, God, God's word literally says that when things go to crap, like it's okay because it produces good things, you know. Right,
1: and like, I, I, we talked about this a little bit, but like, I, I'm a relatively positive person. However, I do see things I think for as they are. Other people won't agree with that statement, and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but. I, I i'm intentionally positive positive. and mm-hmm. there's a difference i think between being intentionally positive and just being positive to be just positive. like
0: naively positive right of, like everything is beautiful and golden butterflies and <laughs> it's just like no, no it's not um life is hard yeah but like everything is beautiful like even the broken can be made beautiful and everything right. is redeemable but um, it will
1: only be redeemed through christ
0: Totally. And and uh, just, just having that perspective that's growing of, like, not everything is positive, and that's okay, because everything works together for the good of those who love him. Like, yeah. just having those truths replace that, like, false positivity that I had over everything. It's good. It's really good. I
1: yeah. like it. I think the first... I yeah, I think for me 12 was probably the first time where I was like, okay god, I 100% need your help. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Because there was so much grief and there was so much up in the air. Right. Um that like I I knew from that moment on that like I needed him. I can't do anything without this this dude. Yeah. <laughs> because if I try to do it myself, I will get burnt out, and I will be tired, and I just cannot do it. And what's
0: the point, right? You're a 12-year-old losing a lot of people in your life that you loved. Like, what's the point right. of doing anything if there's no hope? So you you either had to hope in Jesus or give up hope. Those are your right. options. Right? And I am
1: not going to give up hope. That's yeah. not how God made me.
0: Yeah. I I want to um, read Deuteronomy 11, 18 through 21, and um this these verses just kind of share how how we can practically be grounded in god's word kind of like we were talking about earlier um it -hmm. says fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads teach them to your children talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land of the lord in the land the lord swore to give your ancestors as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth
1: yeah that's good um colossians 3 1 through 4 says since uh, since then you have been raised with christ Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. And that one, um, it's like when you have been raised in Christ and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't mean just for like clarity's sake that you have to be raised as a Christian or you have to be raised in this it's when you right. accept Christ and decide i'm going to live for him now and i'm going to learn about him that is being raised uh, like with Christ you're mm-hmm. setting your heart on Christ yeah and it's just good and it's hard and good
0: <laughs> yeah psalm 19 one of one what <laughs> Psalm one nineteen one oh five says, <laughs> your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. And I like how that is basically saying your word allows me to be grounded and then it allows me to grow. And like your word is a lamp for my feet. So you know where you're going and then a light to my path. So you can actually go. Yeah. Um, and with that. How... I actually have something. Oh, go interesting ahead. About yeah. the light. Yeah. Um.
1: If it's dark and you're using a lamp, you can only see so far in front of you, right? You can only see what's in front of you or wherever you point Mm -hmm. the lamp. But if you continue to walk, more things will light up, you know? Like, I just think it's interesting that we say that and it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to have this lamp and the things around me will be very clear. But really, at least that's what happens in my brain, but really I have to remind myself that, like, no you're going to use this lamp things around you will still be dark but the path in front of you will be light it'll be lit up so that you know where you're going but only to a certain extent because god doesn't have to tell you everything and he won't but you do have to know that he is that lamp and you are fine you can keep going because you can see directly in front of you
0: yeah and even when you know even when it's unclear directly in front of you we can still keep going because we have that right. trust. And, right. and with, with God, there is light. It doesn't mean that the whole world is always going to be lit up, but it's never going to be, it, light is never going to be blocked out completely. Yeah. Like, darkness doesn't exist with God.
1: Well, darkness is the absence of light. Exactly. Scientifically speaking, and it makes so much sense, um, biblically, right? You have darkness because you don't have God. Spiritual, personal darkness because you don't have the light
0: that is the Son of God.
1: Right. Anyway, you were going to ask, say something, and I interrupted. Oh, (laughs) I I was just going to
0: ask the next question. um, But that's good. I I love a good interruption. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How do you think that being grounded can help you grow?
1: We kind of talked about this a little bit, but I don't think that you can grow if you're not grounded if you're not grounded mm-hmm. in something it just you you're going to die like that passion is going to fade mm-hmm. um like if you are trying to make a statue Just go with me here. If you're trying trying to make a statue but you have no idea what your tools are, you don't know any of your materials, you see a rock and you see a chisel and you're just like, I'm going to hit some things, nothing's going to come out of that. And you're going to get frustrated and you're going to throw the chisel down and walk away, stomp your little feet away, you know? Like, if you don't have foundation, if you're not grounded in what you're doing, you're not going to be able to grow because you're going to get frustrated with it and not see any purpose for it.
0: True. Sure. What did you say? Because I f- that felt a little preachy. Uh, to, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't have answers for some of these. Um, it's because I just, I was struggling. Um, but I think of, and I'm trying to find the verse for it real quick. Okay, so the first thing that I think of is this one time the CEO of camp took myself and a friend to a Christian school, and he um, talked about the, the wise and the foolish builders in Matthew, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and your house uh, on the we, sand yeah we acted it out so he's reading the bible and says <laughs> therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wide wise man who builds his house on the rock and we're like acting it all out the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house yet it did not fall because it, ha- it had its foundation on the rock but ev- and this is this next part is one i got i got to act out but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand the rain came down the streams Rose and those the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. And I fell. I did this really dramatic dancer fall, and it was it was a hit. I'll say. Um, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but that is to say that um, the question is, how can being grounded help you grow? But the truth is, being grounded is the only thing that can help you grow. Um, it's the only and, way you can grow, exactly. And so we need to make sure that we're building our lives on on solid ground and the only solid ground is the lord and no matter what we try to build you know if it if it if it's not jesus at the center eventually it's gonna crash you know yeah so i think that that growth only comes from grounding and we have to figure out how that solid ground looks what it's made out of and how we can get there and that only comes through building our relationship with jesus yeah that's good
1: um, did you end up watching Mom's Sermon?
0: I or did. I, to be honest, I was really emotional through that whole thing. I don't know if it's because I know the backstory of, like, life, life and hardships and all the things, but yeah, I, w- I was having a rough little time watching it, but yes, so, I did. did. Did you
1: happen <laughs> to catch the worship that we did? Yes, I did. The song that comes Jesus at mind, the center is, of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. Yeah. Right? And it's such a good song, and it mm-hmm. literally is, it's jesus at the center of their all of it all from beginning to the end you've always been you will always be jesus my jesus like mm-hmm. nothing else matters nothing in this world will do
0: it, it's so good it's so good <laughs> yeah it's just like a really good reminder and, of, of really like nothing else does matter like we we have these things that we worry about and focus on and get distracted by and all these things but really like the the truth is the foundation is the ultimate thing is Jesus, you know. Right. And that and having
1: foundation, having Jesus be the center of it all, makes you the person that cares about other people.
0: Mm.
1: Like that's truly what it is. We are called to, to love as he is loved and to ch- tell his word as he is. Yeah. You know. And does anything else truly matter? Not really.
0: Right. Yeah, it shapes it 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 shapes the things that matter, right? So yeah. because Jesus is at the center of it all, then loving people matters. Because he's at the center right. of it all, then caring for others and serving others matters. Like worshipping yeah. him matters. And so we can we can create our list of the things that matter based off of him being the center. Yeah. <clears throat> um so Jeremiah seventeen seven through 8 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And I really like that because it's saying like, Kind of like I was talking about earlier of like not everything is always going to be positive, but we can always have faith in knowing that if we are rooted in Jesus, there will be fruit. Yeah. And I just think that's that's a good reminder. That's really good. Um, Philippians
1: three thirteen through 14 it says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining mm. toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's really good. God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: press on toward the goal. It's just so good. It's, it's so uh, – here's the thing. <laughs> God, Jesus, the love that Jesus has for us is so simple, but so unthinkable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like so hard to wrap your mind around. The
0: right. most complex simple thing you'll ever hear. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, sis, what are ways that you can measure growth, both physically and spiritually? Um...
1: I, okay. So physically, I'm, like, okay, words, words are hard. So the reason I wrote physically and spiritually is because I have this that I wanted to say. Okay. As human beings, because I wrote this question. As yes, human you did. Beings, <laughs> um, as people, we have stages that we hit so that we can track how healthy we are, right? Like, we have certain stages of like oh you're now a preteen you're now an adult and these are the places that you need to be in order to be considered that thing and a healthy version of that stage mm-hmm. Does
0: that makes sense yeah milestones milestones yes.
1: yes and i think we we have spiritual milestones but they are so completely different than what we understand in the physical realm of milestones because in christianity you have like baptism and born again like you know um when you are baptized i would consider that a milestone of spiritual growth yeah but really that's the first very first step that you do i think and this is not really the the answer that i want to give because it's not a great one but i have any specific spiritual milestone that you can see in every single person i think people become more nope that's a lie too i was gonna say people become more level-headed and like calm but some mm-hmm. people are spiritually on fire for god mm-hmm. which consists with emotional speeches and um just a lot of um sometimes be misconstrued as anger or you know it's just passion yeah
0: passion mm-hmm.
1: um So for me, I have recognized when I'm spiritually tired, Mm. I have recognized when I need to focus on God or like when I need to take time to sit in a room by myself and pray or listen to Christian music or, you know, Just like being – you're, like, spiritually
0: aware, which is a level of growth.
1: Right. I have gotten to the place where I am spiritually aware.
0: Mm -hmm. But here's the thing.
1: Even between those stages, like, we have the – but between those milestones, we are still growing. We're still – We still, like, are doing something. So I don't think there's ever really a place where we stop growing, and I don't think there's ever really a – specific definition of what growth looks like spiritually
0: i think that don't um, like (laughs) i think that there are some some questions that you can ask yourself as like like whenever to see how much you're growing like to measure your growth as the question says Mm. and those are the kind of questions of like how much are you desiring god right now are you desiring Mm. god more than you have been are you loving people more than you have been like, are you um, spiritually aware, not just of, of God and when you need God, but spiritually aware of others and how you can serve? Um, uh, just, yeah, like, are, are you being more and more defined by God's word and, and living your life based off of it? There's like those, those questions of like, where are you right now? And then if I can ask my, myself this question right now, then I can see where I was a year ago and I can see the growth that's coming right. from that. Or I could see the back steps that I've taken and where I need to grow right now, right? Yeah. Um, so I think there's just those questions of like being able to, to measure, um, like are you more willing right now to forgive others than you were six months ago? Right. Um, so yeah, I think there's just questions like that of, of yeah, being able think, to measure your growth in that way.
1: Yes. But I think that it's also very fluid. I think that it's also very yeah. like we might backstep, but we could also jump ahead 10 steps. Totally. So it's it's so hard for me to say with certainty that like this is how you do the thing. Because I don't think it's like that for everybody. There's not a set way.
0: No, I, I, I don't think it is either. But I do think there are some ways that we can we can kind of yeah have a reality check of like this is yeah. where I'm at.
1: I also don't think there's a set way to follow Christ. I think the set way is: Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Do you follow the word that He has given us? Cool. All right. Well, uh, me too.
0: <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Right. So, it's, so not like, yeah. it's, it's not like yeah. It's not like every every Christian's walk of life should look exactly the same because right. that would we that would take have... away the, the creativity of God as well.
1: Of these specific certain things that we have to do or we have to say or we have to be in order to be somebody who, who loves God, who loves Jesus, who believes in him and is going to be in heaven eventually.
0: Right. Yeah. Can you pray us out this time? I can indeed. Do you have any last remarks I mean to be honest I felt a little bit unprepared for this one Mm -hmm. um and I I feel like um I have been like spending the time thinking of like what what should I say about being grounded and growing and then thinking well I'm not sure um so I'll just pray (laughs) us out (laughs) Oh, dear Lord, thank you so much for this time that we get to have together and that we get to spend just reflecting on you and um, what you're doing in our lives and what you're doing in the, in the lives of the people that are listening to this. I hope that um, the listeners just got something, one little nugget of, of truth from you, from your word um, that we were able to speak over their lives today. Um, I just pray that we, um, as we continue to go, as we continue to walk out every different season of our lives, that that the consistent thing throughout it all is you, that mm-hmm. we are just, um, that we are known to be grounded in you, known, known by ourselves to be grounded in you and known by others that we are grounded in you so that they, are desiring that same thing, and uh, let us just be grounded, well, and growing um, to honor you more and to live out the the lives that you have set set out for us to live. Um, we just thank you for for being who you are. We praise you, we honor you, and we give this this day to you, ourselves to you, and this podcast to you. Um, yeah. May you just. Bless um, every listener as they go about their day, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well,
1: <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you, M, for chatting with me.
0: Yeah, love I it. enjoy
1: our conversations. Me
0: too. Um,
1: yeah. Well, I love you, <laughs> and as I always say, life is weird, God is good, and I know nothing.
0: We will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.